And we're live. Hey. Hello. Yay. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hey. Hi. Yo. Hey. Hey, yo. I didn't mention this last week, but when I was in Portland, I went and saw Shang-Chi, and I loved it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, cool. One of my favorite Marvel movies in the last while. Cool. Just wanted that down there on the record. Uh, you guys have any plans to check it out, Paul? Yeah, when it comes out on like something streaming, Disney Plus. It, yeah, it will soon. Same. It's good. Two thumbs up. Nice. Both of them oh. in the air. Yeah. I also started a new show this week that I want to recommend. Why okay. the Last Man? I have heard good things about this one. Yep. This is one of my favorite comic series. Uh, and and the show has been in like development hell forever. And then it finally got got going and, and it's finally out. I've only watched the first two episodes, but I'm liking it already. Cool. I think for Glad you guys, it's on Disney Plus because it's a Hulu sure. joint down here. Oh. FX. Oh, yeah, it might be Disney Plus or Crave, even depending on who got the rights to it, I guess, up here. Yeah, most most of the stuff that we get on Hulu down here that you guys get end up on Disney Plus. On Plus? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I would recommend that. That comic series is real good, too. If you're looking for comics, it's uh, old at this point. It ended a long time ago, but it's real good. Sex Education Season 3, I think, starts tomorrow. It does. You're right. I'm looking forward to that. I think the yep. end of season two of Ted Lasso is tomorrow. Um, uh, no, just episode 10. What is it? Ten? yeah, I'm assuming there's only 10 episodes because the first 12. One? <laughs> no, there's 12. There's 12. OK, they, the first yeah, one was said, 10, right? Yes, I think you're right. Okay. I, done, didn't, I, I assume they had the same number. 12. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, it's 12 this season. Okay. But so, yeah, that's that's happening, <laughs> man. That that last episode was rough in a lot of different ways. So I can't uh, wait Lasso? to see. Yeah. A lot of uh, things, a lot of little emotional explosions happen for different characters. Sure. So, yes. Yeah. I'm excited to see the follow up. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, what else am I watching? What are you guys watching these days? It's Lasso, really. What's a TV? That's fair. Yeah. I'm watching like more than ever right now. Uh, what we do in the shadows season three started up a couple weeks ago and it's fantastic. Can't recommend that show enough. Um, what else am I watching? Still going through Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Yeah. Into that one. Sure. Yeah, I'm excited about Sex Education. That second season was so good. The first season was so good. I don't remember a lot of like the story points they hit in the second season, so I might need a recap. The second one was like a lot of there was like a lot of the the play was getting put together. Oh right. And and uh, they introduced Ola. Uh, oh right yeah, yeah. and okay. I really liked Ola She's she was one of my favorite characters in that season hmm yeah yeah that should be interesting 
I can't yeah. wait to start that up again. Looking forward to that for sure. This weekend, I get to go see um, Prisoners of Ghostland. Okay, I it's, I would love to hear your thoughts on that one because I have a couple that I would like to uh, sound off against at some point. Okay, off air. Well, I'll, air, I'll mention whatever. it next week because I'm planning to see that uh, this Sunday. It's finally coming to the theaters around me here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised. Like you got it first. Uh, film festival. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That would do it then. All right. What film festival goes through Calgary? They have their own independent film festival. And it was that showing was literally the only showing we're getting basically in Calgary of that movie. Is it is it Calgary Film Festival or what, what is this? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called here. Let me just quickly look it up. It's uh, the one that they. Yeah, Calgary International Film Festival. It's the one they put on on the globe. Usually I didn't know that was a thing. Or no, Underground Film Festival. I think that's the one. That... So, yeah. The Cuff. Cuff? The Calgary yep. Underground Film Festival? That's the one. Yep. Okay. Okay. Is it still um in those, like, downtown movie theaters, the really small ones? Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised those are even still around. They always seemed, like, on the last legs of their life. There, it's I think it's only the one currently that's still around, but the they somebody bought the one that's in Kensington, apparently, and are trying to revive it. But that happened like before COVID hit, like right before it. Sure. So who knows at this point? <laughs> yeah. 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 We we have one of those in Berkeley here uh, where it's like, I don't is this one going to reopen. The other two did. But who knows? This was the smaller of the three. Yeah. All right. Well, anything going on with you guys this week that we should talk about? No, no. Quiet for this week for me for once. All right. Well, then uh, let's just talk about video games. Uh, <coughs> this is the top down perspective for September 16th. I still have double vision for those keeping track at home. Uh, and I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Uh, Paul, why don't we start with you? What are you even playing? Uh, I finished up the Ghost of Tsushima Iki Island DLC uh, completely, except for some of the... There's like an archery minigame, and I hate shooting and aiming with a controller, so I'm not doing any of those. Waste of time. Also, the stuff you get from it isn't like crazy or anything, so I don't feel like I have to. I did... That game is pretty much all about the like, the stories or the that game's version of missions, the tales... So that's kind of what I did. Um, yeah, that is just that ends off in a cool way. Um, I wish that thing was more of a standalone DLC that like somebody could just jump in and like experience in a small scale or something like it kind of is too bad where it rests in the game where you have to kind of play the game uh, up actually a significant amount before you can even access it but i mean i don't know how you would do it otherwise you kind of have to teach the player a lot of things and it's kind of woven in um so that the game is expecting you to have a bunch of different abilities already by the time you get there. So i guess i understand why it's just it would have been cool for people to be able to experience that a little more easily or like even in your case 
uh, doing the upgrade to the PS5 version or like just buying it straight out, the director's cut for PS5, it'd be cool if you could just like jump into that right away and kind of get your feet wet with it or something. But no, it's kind of nestled right in there. Uh, there's some pretty good closure with Jin and his like background with his father and stuff in it from it, which is good. Yeah, I don't know. Not a whole lot else to say about it, except it's just more of that game, which is one of the best games of last year. <laughs> if not like Agreed. one of the top three of last year, I think it was my number two, maybe three. Actually, I don't remember. Is the ending um, as powerful as the ending of the main game? It's I so no, because the ending of the main game. Yeah, it leads up <laughs> to that moment. Pretty good. Yeah, uh, it is definitely a still super powerful moment, though. That's honestly like, the fact yeah. that you could even like compare it a little bit to that is pretty high praise because like I agree the ending of Ghost of Tsushima was very well done. Yeah, it's hard to talk about why, but it does a, its own ending pretty that's like this is really satisfying in its own way. So cool. it, that's cool. Yeah, nice. Looking forward to yeah. it when uh, games when the flood stops. We are neck deep in the flood of games. It's not stopping. It's yeah. not. Honestly, <laughs> I was I was getting ready to come on this show and be like, God, there's so many games out. And yeah. I bet John's playing a NES game. Uh, but no, John's in it, too. John got his yeah. feet wet. Good for John. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> sure. Uh, oh, I just I wanted to do it. I just wanted to check in with Psychonauts 2. I was trying to push for... I thought I was going to end it last night. Nope. Because nope. the game at some point tells you, listen, yep. this is... Uh, almost, it gives you a warning That's. I was like, oh, this is a point of no return. I probably got like two missions left. Uh, the next mission... So I did a mission after that. And then I was like, okay, this is probably the end now. And then it opened up more of the world... And then I did a mission that was the longest mission in the fucking game so far. It was extremely big. It was Cassie's library. Uh, that mission is huge. <laughs> there is Pretty a lot big, of yeah. stuff to collect. Uh, you got a whole new ability there. I, that game doesn't feel like it's going to be over for a while still. So. so you haven't finished it yet? No. So I did her mission. Basically, the astrolathe is a thing <laughs> that was introduced. And... They're like, yeah. we want to use this, but we can't because of two things that are whatever. I yep. finished one of those things. So what I'm assuming is happening is I'm going to do a similarly long area for the other thing. Then we're going to use the astrolathe. So I'll have another long area to do that. And then maybe another area which ends with the boss fight. I feel like I have four or five more areas left. Yeah, that's about right. Yep. Yeah. It, no, they give you that um to read. that like point of no return pretty early. Really and, early. <laughs> and honestly, like it's not like from like a gameplay perspective. It is from more of like a narrative perspective. Yeah. Is they don't want you to like start this and then just like fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> they want you to be like, no, please pay attention to the story and what's going on here. Um yeah. you dumb gamer. So yeah. Yeah. Uh the best part has happened for me so far though that, like my favorite part so far is, it is easily part? No, well that part is crazy the my favorite part's the cooking show holy shit that oh, was the cooking that show was hilarious good, yeah 
I was laughing like most of that time. The writing in it is ridiculous. There's that some is very good jokes in the cooking show. Yeah. I really <laughs> yeah. like everything with Jack Black. I think he has a lot of funny jokes as well. That. Yeah, that character is cool. I can understand why you didn't talk about him too much because he's a pretty major character. Uh, and the, it's like a slow reveal uh, who that Honestly, character is. Honestly, it's pretty crazy how different stuff is in this game from like one area to the next. Yeah, no areas. The only similarities is that you're collecting like 200 things in every area. That's really the only thing that's kind of tying them together. Yeah, that area is nuts. That area is longer than I thought it would be too, uh, yep. where you're kind of rebuilding a human sensory set like it's sense cool don't, yeah set. like don't spoil it it's so cool the whole yeah time. it's very very cool uh the library was okay that was the last thing i did it just felt really really long um and the i didn't like the boss fight of that one i've liked every other boss fight a decent amount that one just felt like a pretty standard like 3d action platformer throw a thing at the big bad and then attack a bunch of little enemies while you're waiting and it just felt kind of lame in comparison to some of the others but the others are like fantastic so sure yeah yeah there's an area coming up that's just pretty fun to go through that i think you're gonna like quite a bit cool yeah looking forward to it uh that game is a contender for like somewhere in the top 10 of the year easily it's very very good can't recommend that game enough uh today i started one of the games i forgot was coming out today <laughs> until yesterday i was like oh my god i'm still drowning uh eastward came out the new action rpg much in the uh like of a legend of zelda with a lot of mother and earthbound references and kind of sensibilities in it produced by not produced by i guess the Oh yeah, they were producers, right? Chucklefish, publisher, are the right? ones that are the publisher yeah. that put it out. I can't pit picks or something. I think is the developer. Uh, it's just a fantastic looking game. It reminds me of a lot of, I think like YTV animation from back in the day or something. I can't. I'm trying to put my finger on what it reminds me of. There's a little bit of like old French Canadian uh cartoons in there like a madeline or something along with some other newer cartoon styles in there it's it's neat it's a very very cool little product uh i'm only about an hour and 10 minutes or so in currently and it hasn't done the thing where i'm like really invested in what's happening yet it's kind of building up the world and characters still you seem to be playing a dude named john uh, who is looking after a child that he found on the streets named Sam. And you live underground with a bunch of other people and you're what is known as a digger. And uh, you, right now there's like been stories being told of the outside world and above and whatnot and how it's green and blue and beautiful. But most of the people down here are saying that that's like where people send you to exile or die and like nobody's actually ever seen it and it doesn't exist and blah 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 so they're kind of doing like the slow build up because i'm assuming you're obviously going to go to the above area and that's like where the adventure really starts but for right now it's kind of tutorial town and talking to a whole bunch of people and kind of just 
sure. learning how this game operates and it's very very slow but it's charming so it's cool so far i'm sure i'll talk about it more as i get more and more into it right now but it definitely seems to be made to appeal to people who are mother fan and earthbound fans that has that kind of feel to it i saw it was coming out and i was like oh yeah maybe i should check this out and then like the how long to beat had it at like over 30 hours and i was like I, it's <coughs> september 2021 are you joking yeah yeah it is uh apparently very much like those games and that it is a full rpg that's going to take a long time yeah <laughs> yeah it's neat though uh more on that as it comes i guess but that's really all i've been playing this week all right john yep uh I started playing today, Deathloop. Nice. I I bought it. I want to get to it so bad. I've, I've just been so busy. But this is getting some ridiculous praise on the internet. Yeah, I've been seeing that. I'm not far enough to really get to it so far. The, the start's been a slow burn for me. But I'm still very much in like the early tutorial-ish area. I'm super curious. This does not seem like your kind of game. I when I When I think of like arcane studios Mm -hmm. you don't also appear in my mind that's fair (laughs) so so like i'm what what grabbed you about death loop um the 60s retro style of all the trailers the trailers seemed interesting personality like full of personality that's kind of what got me okay cool marketing works and then when i heard like everyone was praising i'm like well all right might as well give it a shot nice but uh, I don't really have much to say about it right now. Like so far, I've I've got a couple guns. I've gotten slightly. I've got blue versions of guns now instead of the gray versions. Uh, yeah, I've shot some people. I've got uh, silenced versions, which is just literally a, a gun with nails in it. Uh, Do you want to maybe set up what the game is for people who may not know? So uh, the game is basically you're you're an assassin who uh, is trying to kill these six people. I think it's six. Eight. It's uh, eight. Is it eight? Yep. Yep. Okay. That are. That's how you know I'm not far enough. Uh, <laughs> that are uh, two more. <laughs> that are in a, uh, a a time loop, basically, like the same day replays over and over again. So you're playing as Colt in an attempt to break that loop and uh, get out of it and stop them. But there's another character, I think Juliana or Juliana, yep. that is trying yep. to kill you to save the loop. And eventually, you unlock the ability to play as either one. So you can play as Colt to like stop the loop, or you can go into someone else's game as Juliana and stop them and break their loop. So or save right. their loop. Right. Have you had so you get you get to choose how like connected online you are for mm-hmm. Juliana? You can have it just set to like basically offline, where she'll be controlled by an AI. And from what I understand, she's pretty easy to take on in that case you can have it to friends only and then you can have it just open to anyone and it's similar to getting invaded in like a dark souls game okay sure. um do you know what you, you have you are you far enough to have picked an option yeah, no i'm not far enough you okay. have to go through a tutorial loop first and then that unlocks and then all those settings are enabled right and i do hear the tutorial loop is kind of long um but it's yeah. not like you're like reading text and it's a slow going tutorial. I understand you're no, still like you, doing I, I've time. been getting some I've been sneaking around. I've been shooting, get, finding like audio logs and stuff like that. There's puzzles that I get that I found that I can come back to later. A bunch of things that are like 
this is sparkling. Colt reacted to it, but he can't do anything about it right now. Yeah, it, um, stuff like that. But I understand uh, when if you get invaded and uh, like a human person takes over Juliana, they can mess you up. Like you got to be ready to go <laughs> sometimes because they know exactly where you are. Um, I'm very curious if I'm going to. I want to try fully open to mm-hmm. experience i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm very curious if i'm gonna do it the whole way through or if i'm gonna have to be like i need a break guys please let me play my game yeah i'm curious about that too because like again i haven't gotten to that part but they they say you get rewards and items for doing that mode so i'm curious what that even unlocks too so right on. and you can get stuff off of juliana as well she'll yeah. have a bunch of loot that you can get and stuff um from everything i've been hearing so cool yeah i'm excited like i like hitman and i understand this is a it kind of basically plays like a big hitman stage so that's exciting to me i mean i i can see that like you can there's bottles everywhere you can use to throw around and distract people with sound you can literally anything you kick makes enough sound to attract people uh there's stealth takedowns there's melee combat there's there's straight up shooting and i haven't even gotten to the actual like crazy power-ups you're supposed to get later on either so right and and even like to make it even further towards hitman is like the whole thing of like you can basically study the like ai routines and be like okay if i interact with this it's going to change all these things and i need to make sure i'm here at this specific time yada yada like that's exciting to me so yeah so other than that uh i've also played through warrior get it together all the way through it you're done yeah all done done completely okay i did hear it's shorter than typical yeah, well, I mean, a WarioWare game is never that long anyways, but... Well, I'm, well that's, I mean, I, I hear it's, like, shorter than your typical WarioWare. Eh, I'd say comparable, but maybe, okay. like, maybe we're talking, like, 20 minutes shorter out of, like, a three-hour game, if even. Oh, okay. Because, like, right. WarioWare Gold is pretty short, too. I only played, like, the first two stages. Mm-hmm. Um, the so the one thing i've been hearing is which is a bummer and i'm curious how you played through it it's it's set up for multiplayer primarily yeah it definitely is how, hmm. is that how you played it or did you go no, single player no, single player okay so that's probably what i'm going to end up doing how is that experience <coughs> uh it might be one of my least favorite warrior wears oh, that's what i've been hearing <laughs> oh man you can definitely tell they wanted to focus more on the multiplayer aspects because every story mode stage is two player. Uh, and then when you beat the story mode, they unlock like four, 15 different modes, maybe around that number. And the vast majority are two player. Like it feels weak for single player content. But that, even, that is a bummer. even that aside, I don't like how it controls in the grand scheme of things like it doesn't feel as tight as other warioware games do and that kind of makes me feel kind of meh on it to begin with because they make a there's a bigger focus on like physics for example like you have to like move around and like rub against certain things to make them move a certain way like you'll have to move a chain in a certain way and where you hit the chain will also affect it uh some characters feel objectively worse than others uh yeah that's the big thing why don't you talk about kind of like the different characters so uh there's i'm trying to remember how many there are i think about 15 different characters that number might be off by a little bit but uh they all play somewhat different like wario has a jetpack and he flies around and he can do his tackle to the left or right 
Uh, Mona's on her scooter, but her scooter won't stop, so she keeps moving. So you, you, but you can direct her around, and she flies around, and she has a boomerang she can control to interact with things. Uh, Nine bolts on his skateboard and just moves left and right. He can't jump. The only thing he can do is press the uh, attack button to shoot a yo-yo straight up. Uh, 18 volt can't move at all, but he can shoot CDs in any direction. Uh, just like a bunch of like different changes like that. Some characters are just objectively better versions of other characters. Like Ashley can fly around in any direction, move freely, and shoot in any direction. Uh, Orbulon can fly freely, but shoot a tractor beam down. Like they all have like these small changes on more or less the same strategy. But each minigame is based on whether or not a character is better or worse at certain minigames. Like each minigame has a rating for like who's good or bad for this. But a lot of the modes they don't they lock you into someone or they give you a situation where who you have is not gonna be good based on what you have to go through. Like, you, There's like all mode where you could just get a character who really sucks at a certain minigame, and that's just a guaranteed loss. Cool. Yeah, that's... When, <laughs> the other thing I don't really like about that is because I was thinking like, oh, you know, microgames are usually by design like, you should be able to pick up what you need to do pretty fast. Um, But because of the characters handled differently, it's like if I was going to hand this off to my girlfriend, like, hey, you should play these wacky games... In the past, you know, these have been fantastic. I'd have to sit there for like 10 minutes and be like, okay, but you should probably play as like these three and here's how each of them control. So you know that when you have three seconds to complete your objective, how this one is different than that. And it's like, what is going on here? Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm getting people saying like they do like it. Some people in chat are even saying it's like their favorite compared to others or they like it better than gold. But uh, and, and some of the minigames like they do change like depending on who you're playing as just to suit them better. Like one minigame, you might be on the top screen or top half of the screen to interact with something directly. The bo- the other one, you might be on the bottom if you're playing as a different character. Um, there is a bit of strategy for like whatever team you want to build into these smaller groups to do certain challenges or you can just do all. But uh, a lot of this extra stuff they had in there, to me, just didn't interest me. There's three extra single-player modes you unlock after the game. Uh, I wasn't really a fan of either of them. Uh, there's the challenge system again, or the missions they brought back from Gold, where it's like, oh, like beat this mode to get money. Uh, do this minigame with this character this many times to get money. Uh Every minigame has a, if you set your group to all, so all characters are a possible pull, beat it this many times, like a minigame that many times with that group to finish it, stuff like that. It's just like things like that, but it all feels like busy work to me. It, this, just, this is the warrior where this has grabbed me the least, basically. Um, the post-game content is like you basically do a, like a Tamagotchi-style thing where you, you get items out of a gacha machine and you level up your characters. And that gives you more points to use in the uh, online mode. But also it unlocks like gallery stuff. That's a that's a question I have. The multiplayer focus, can you play it online? With another person? No, not at all. The only online mode in the game cool. is... I know. The only online mode in the game is a uh, weekly ranking mode called Wario Cup. And what they do is they give you like a preset mission and they're like, okay, the first one they did was, okay, play as 9-volt at max speed, get a high score. And they put like three different markers for like a bronze, silver, and gold cup. And if you ranked in the top 20%, you got a rare item and a bunch of extra Wario bucks. If you got uh, the next 20%, you got like a lower rank 
item and less money and so on and so on. Uh, but they do one so of those it's every just leaderboards. Week. Yeah, it's just leaderboards for their for their specific cup mode. That's it. Cool, great. Cool. Like I said, I basically I finished the story mm-hmm. mode, uh, played around with the cup mode a little bit in the mini games, and I was already done. This is I, super depressing to hear because I heard a lot of good things about WarioWare Gold and I yeah. skipped on that because I was like, I don't want to get my 3DS out anymore. And so I was like, but I'm going to get the next WarioWare on the Switch. Let's go. <laughs> and it seems like that's the exact opposite of what I should have done. Well, Gold is literally a best of collection. So I feel like that's kind of yeah. cheating. Yeah. But like, I like the post game content of Gold better than uh, Get It Together. I'm going to pop in every now and then to do like maybe the weekly challenge for a little bit, but I and unlock the rest of the mini games. But like after that, like I'm I'm just already checked out. I feel like the last few Nintendo titles have just been kind of disappointing. Actually, maybe that's wrong. I'm thinking of Mario Golf because long before that would have been Pokemon. I liked Mario Golf, so take that as you will. Okay. All right. Sure. I think they've been more I, I think they've been more focused, really, like they're more like more specific niche groups are more into it. Because like I said, some people have been praising Get It Together, think it's their favorite one. It's just for me, especially because I played gold on stream the last two weeks uh, for game clearing. I playing gold made me probably hate Get It Together even more than I should have. <laughs> Legitimately, I'm like, I don't want to touch this anymore. This is way better. So, but right. that could be more sure. of a me thing than anything. Like, how did like get it together reviewed? Well, I thought. Uh, I don't know. Thought my head actually. Uh, yeah, it's not even coming up. Oh no, seventy-six. Seventy-six. Eh. I mean, that's a totally fine score, but it could just be like make sure you're playing as multiplayer, and then it's great. Kind of like everything I was hearing with Mario Golf. And I guess I experienced with probably. Mario. Yeah, that, yeah. The average for WarioWare Gold was seventy eight, and this is seventy six. So it's they're of equal score apparently. Like it's still a WarioWare game. It's just I didn't like the fact that it's a little bit slower than standard WarioWare. Um, I didn't like. I don't like the the character system that much. Uh, and I just, I don't. Know, I just generally didn't like the focus on more physics based versus like tight control sections. So it was it was sure. a letdown for me. You might feel differently when you're done it, but uh, that's my feeling. We'll see. I'm also trying to convince my girlfriend to play some multiplayer with me. So we'll see what. And and again, I have heard if you played in multiplayer, it's a great experience. I've heard great yeah. things about the multiplayer. And like I said, there's like ten modes that are multiplayer focused that you can play around with that I can't because I'm only playing it single player. Well, that's that's what I'm going to primarily be doing. So I'll probably be in the same boat. Here's hoping the next Rhythm Heaven is good. They they really want to make a Rhythm Heaven based on how much Rhythm Heaven they jammed in this one. Normally, there's like some Rhythm Heaven references. There's a lot in this one. Hopefully, that doesn't mean they're like not going to make a Rhythm Heaven. <clears throat> yeah. That last Rhythm Heaven was great. And that was another uh, best of collection. Mm. Oh, right. The Fear? 3DS one. Yeah, the 3DS one. Yeah. Uh, that's all you played? Yep. That's it. Um, all right. So other than WarioWare, I played through all of the new Life is Strange, uh, True Colors. Um, okay. I think that game's pretty good. I think not including Before the Storm, which is kind of an offset. I think it's my least favorite of the three core Life is Stranges. But keep in mind, I think they're all really good. So I'm in no way am I saying this is a disappointment or anything. 
But just story wise, I think the first two are stronger. Um, this takes place in a small town in Colorado. You play a girl named Alex who has been kind of in and out of the uh, of like orphanages and stuff for the majority of her life. And then she comes <laughs> to live with her older brother um, in a in a small mountain town in Colorado. And Alex has her powers are like empathy based. She can tell when people are having strong emotional reactions to stuff and then. And then it gets kind of wishy washy in terms of what exactly her power is. A lot of the times narratively, it seems the power is whatever we need it to be in this scenario, um, which can range from things like she can. Like almost absorb their emotion and then she will uh, is acting and feeling like they are. So one like early example is in the first episode. Again, this all the episodes are out. They come as one piece, but it is still episodic. Um, there's a, a guy is getting into a fight with your brother because he's really pissed off at your brother. And then you like absorb that anger and you go beat the shit out of that guy. Um, but then other times you're like taking away people's emotions. I guess, Cause I guess you can do that. I don't know. It, like I said, narratively, it seems to just change her power based on what they kind of need it to do. I also That's think it's really that new though. In Life is Strange 1, it's like time power. Oh, actually, she can go back into the past by looking at a picture. It's like, okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Let's just do go with it. Sure. I guess with that one, <clears throat> it was still like, well, this is time power. This is still I rewinding guess. time. Yeah, um, sure. But no, you are right. That's true. Yeah. I feel They've like this one changes more. It. Like if you have you, the example you gave, you gave like two th- differences. This one has more differences. For sure, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then and then, you know, two, it was the telekinesis. And I feel like that was pretty consistent the whole way through. Um, I feel like almost the like the, the second one story might have be like the most impactful one. But anyway. Um, there's this one's kind of a murder mystery, um, and I won't get into it if people haven't seen the trailers. I apparently had not been watching many of the trailers and totally forgot. And there's a pretty crazy murder at the end of uh, episode one. And then the rest of it is you trying to figure out what's going on. Um, I will say episode three is spectacular. So Hmm. if you start up Life is Strange True Colors and, you know, you get past a bit and you're starting to not feel it, make sure you play through episode three because it's it's pretty great. I will say they do. They kind of mix things up a bit and and do some pretty unique things in there. Um, Either way. Uh, these games continue to look even better and gorgeous. I, I was like tweeting some screenshots from it. This is the best looking Life is Strange. The characters aren't getting as good of an upgrade visually right. as the environments, except for like Alex. The main character looks great, um, but some of the side characters, it's like, oh, this is you're clearly a side character and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> I do think the story is good. I, you know, and I, I know I said it's like the weakest of the three. Um but I do still like the story and there's some pretty good like emotional connections you get with some of those side characters. There's like two love interests that you can kind of pursue and that's fun. They're super cool and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, if you like life is strange, of course you're going to play this and you know, I'm a sucker for these games. So I, I definitely played through that whole thing, played through the whole thing basically over the weekend, like two sittings, maybe, um, I, and I'm also of the minority of like, I kind of wish the, 
they had stuck with the episodic rollout because it's nice looking forward to something each week. Um, sure. Yeah. But I'm, it sounds like that's not financially working for them because they keep trying to like change that uh, formula each time they come out with a game. Uh, and then other than that, I have been spending the majority of my week playing Tales of Arise, uh, which is the latest Tales of game. Um, and I'm having a blast with it. Uh, I'm, I like Tales of ga- games quite a bit. The last one I played was Berseria. I didn't finish that one. But this is the first one on the new consoles. I think I was seeing it's like the first. Like RPG on the new consoles that isn't like a cross gen kind of thing like Final Fantasy. Not that that matters and, at but all. This is on PS4 as well, though. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, that's true. Then I don't know why that person said that thing. So don't yeah. I don't even know why I brought it up. It's not an important t- fact in any way. So let's just ignore that. Uh Tales of Rise, it looks great, which is which is super nice. Uh, the story I'm hit or miss on. I think the overarching story is interesting, but a lot of the writing and kind of the minute to minute stuff is pretty lame and just anime melancholy with no real cool moments. Um, mm. But then you get to like a crazy boss fight. And anyway, it's a Tales game. So where it's shining is the combat. Your characters are shouting spells pretty much nonstop. You're getting crazy combos. The screen's just blowing up the whole time. And the the combat is just a delight. If you haven't played the Tales of Games, the, the thing that kind of sets them apart from like your Final Fantasies is it's an active time battle. And I guess that's changing a bit now because Final Fantasy has pretty much moved into that territory as well with, with like 15 and uh, 7 remake. But uh this is not menu based combat you, you know it, it plays like a devil may cry or or a bayonetta where you are throwing off combos you're doing crazy spells and stuff like that while you're fighting and your team's doing that as well and there's a lot of like team combo moves where you're doing at the same time which is really nice so that timed with like how nice it looks on the i'm playing on the series x the the combat's just super fun and anytime i needed to like quote unquote grind it hasn't even felt like that I'll also say the progression is pretty great. Um, they have changed how you do like special attacks. It's no longer like you have like a magic meter. It is more like a stamina meter that is constantly filling up and you are just using chunks of it, um, which means you can throw out crazier spells more regularly without worrying about running out of magic or saving magic for the next fight. If you run into anything, you're always going to have tons of stamina to use your special attacks. And the way the progression works, it's kind of like a sphere grid a bit. Actually, it's a little closer to seven remakes progression in terms of like when you're upgrading the weapons, you'll unlock by doing certain things in the game, like uh, like a, a sphere that has five points on it. And then you spend it's called like SP on whichever of, of, of the five points of the sphere you sphere you want. You don't have to fill the sphere. You can move on to the next one and do that. If you get all five of them, you'll get an additional bonus. Um, which is nice but anytime you do a side quest you get a pretty hefty amount of sp to to spend on new abilities and stuff like that um so it makes doing like silly side quests of like hey can you go outside the town and fight four monsters like really worthwhile because one the combat is good and two this sp is really great because i'm going to get like a new attack which is super useful and stuff like that cool um so i'm enjoying it quite a bit i'm about 11 or 12 hours in i'm in the third area the the way the story works is 
you're in this world that is split into five regions with like a floating region above it, which is clearly going to be like where the final area is. Mm -hmm. And the five regions have these like Mm -hmm. walls between them. So no one goes between these areas and each one is controlled by a Lord. And then there's two classes of citizens. There's the Danins, which is what the majority of your party is. And then the Renins who are basically like the higher upper class that treat the Danins like slaves So you're a bunch of slaves that like break out and decide we're going to take on all the lords and change the world and yada yada. Um, And so that's pretty interesting as you're going through and you're like, you know, fixing the trying to fix the world and taking on these like crazy looking dudes. Um, It's fun. I like it a lot. Um, I think this would be a pretty good Tales of game to just jump right into. Apparently it's selling crazy well. So it sounds like the Tales series is having like a moment right now with a rise. I think I saw like yesterday that it hit like a million sales already. Okay, oh, that's, real, that's real good for so, a Tales game. Yeah, this one is doing like really well. And I'm assuming it's because they haven't had a Tales of game in a while. And this is kind of uh, like the first big RPG on the new consoles. That's my guess. Sure. At least it is on the Xbox, it's, you know. PS5 did have remake get a PS5 version. But anyway. This one has caught my eye. Uh I just the little bit they showed. I think it just looks fantastic. The combat looked fun to you. It uh, does, yep, for sure. I will say the start of it is slow, so keep that in mind. Yeah. There is a demo out though, so you can always try out the demo. Uh see if you're into that. Yeah, maybe. It's hard to want to push a 60 hour game in right oh, now for sure like if, and right now if it's on already me, on my it. list yeah Man, yeah what, and what's w- it looking like this is the length of the game i'm wondering too i actually don't know i haven't looked that up uh okay early early entries on how long to beat are anywhere from 37 and a half hours to 62 yeah well that's that uh, i'm i'm 11 hours in and i just finished the second world and if there's six worlds, that would put me at, in the mid thirties. So yeah, that's, uh, and I'm I think I'm doing pretty much everything I can. So we'll see. Um, yeah, that, again, that's uh, Tales of Arise, and that's all I've been playing. Uh, so let's do some news. First one here is the PS5 got a kind of uh, pretty hefty update with their September update. Um, some things specifically is you can now customize the control panel, the one that pops up along the bottom when you press the PlayStation button. Oh, that's can, why I got that pop up today. Yeah. So you can take stuff out of that. You can rearrange it. So I put, I put like the power button on like the left as the first thing that my thing goes down to. Um, so it's quicker to turn off if I need to. Uh, that they've done some, some trophy management. You can now like, favorite trophies so you can pop up the ones you're tracking more easily Mm. the feature i think is the most interesting is that they have implemented 3d audio for built-in tv speakers oh interesting okay so this before was exclusive to like the playstation headphones yeah get 3d audio now and i went through the process just here if you have a tv without surround sound so like i wasn't able to use my my main living room TV, because that has 3D audio, obviously. Yeah. But I brought it onto my desk here. 
you go you go through the process and you have to and here's what it does is it scans the room using the microphone on the controller. Oh, okay. So you have to hold huh. the dual sense up to your face, and this is exactly what it says. And then your speakers, left and right, will make laser gun noises. And then okay. theoretically, you now have 3D audio from your built-in TV speakers. Ah, huh. interesting. Okay, I thought that was a pretty cool like technology feature that they can even do that. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so if you don't have a sound bar or anything that kind of makes 3D audio for your um how your your PS5, this is something you can do to try and make your uh gaming a little bit better. Hmm. Uh there was more updates as well if you're curious about everything that the PS5 got, I would just Google PlayStation blog September update. I'm reading this one right now. That. One of the big things we didn't mention is they they let you install a solid state drive now. That is now out of the beta. Yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Which is good because I've already run out of space at least once on my PS5. Well, good luck. It's a it's a process. I'm noticing that now. They literally made a video on how to do it, which tells me that's going to be annoying to do. Oh, yeah. No, we've I've been looking at like how to videos. It's a lot. And make sure you read the fine print of whatever SSD you buy. Very specific because not all of them work. So. Welcome to the rabbit hole if you're going to go down that route. Hmm. Uh, this got announced like last night. Delta Rune Chapter 2 is out tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Uh, Delta Rune, the spinoff game um, from Undertale. Toby Fox tweeted it's coming out this Friday. Boom. Yeah, because it was the sixth anniversary for Undertale yesterday. So they did a stream for it and it was uh, that's when they announced uh. it. Nice. So I'm sure some people are pretty excited, but yeah, just, you know, throw that on the list of September releases. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Mackie to play John Doe in Twisted Metal live action series. OK, what? <laughs> That's the headline. Anthony Mackie to star as John Doe in live action Twisted Metal series from Sony TV and PlayStation Productions. I the only thing I know about Twisted Metal besides what the game is is the character Sweet Tooth is the clown, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is John Doe a character in Twisted Metal? That's he what I'm is, trying to yeah. remember, yeah. Yeah, he was in Twisted Metal Black. Okay. He so, is, I mean, uh, this is not He drives Roadkill. Oh, well now I know who you're talking. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Is this good? Yeah, it's fun. It's it makes sense. Okay, I know very little of Twisted Metal. I basically I feel like uh, John Doe is basically an early CG white version of Anthony Mackie. So like it looks very the look is right on basically. Is John Doe the protagonist? Uh, No, he's just he's just a driver. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. just a driver. There's no like real protagonist. Calypso is the closest thing to a pro- uh, like a protagonist, it's not an antagonist rather. Yeah, antagonist. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'm just reading this article here. Twisted Metal is a high octane action com- action comedy based on an original take <laughs> by Deadpool scribes Rhett Reese and Paul Winrick. Oh, or Warnick, okay. Rather. 
about a motor-mouthed outsider offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of a trigger-happy car thief, he'll face savage marauders, driving vehicles of destruction, and other dangers of the open road, including a deranged clown who drives an all-too-familiar ice cream truck. Okay, so it's not a tournament anymore to get like get this a wish. This is sounding like Mad Max. Doe is, is a like smart-ass milkman who talks as fast as he drives. With no memory of his past, he gets a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to make his wish of finding community come true, but only if he can survive an onslaught of savage vehicular combat. Okay, so how does this storyline compare to what is the story in Twisted Metal's games? They're it's a all, tournament yeah. where the winner gets a wish, and it's always a monkey's paw wish that yeah. ends up messing with the winner in some way. Okay. Cobra Kai well, so writer Michael Johnson series, I could see Smith. him like trying to do something, and then maybe like the second half of it is like, I have to enter this tournament. It's the only way I can succeed, because I need that wish. So is he going to be driving like a milk truck? I guess that's not what John Doe drives in the game, but I mean, I mean, this well, I, they, it says they have a car thief with him, so he's probably going to have a couple vehicles, and then he'll probably yeah, settle maybe. on Roadkill's actual vehicle. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. This yeah, maybe like the last fine. episode of the season, he like gets the car, and you're like, finally, I've been waiting this. I've watched nine episodes. This is my favorite car. And then season two never comes <laughs> around because it did terribly. <laughs> Apparently, the writer for Cobra Kai is on this as well. Cobra okay. Kai is well regarded. That show is actually pretty good. I saw a couple episodes and it was like, yeah, if I cared more about this like subject matter, I'd be super into this. You don't like karate enough? I don't. It's kind of more about like the dude who beats the karate or who tries to beat the karate kid and like how his life is garbage. So I don't care about that character at all well daniel so, gets no. involved in cobra kai though like he's a major character yeah. in that show though yes that thing has like four seasons and yeah. a video game where they have yeah. actual like ice yeah. powers that's right which i have yeah. to assume is not in the show but i don't know probably not yeah i assume it's not <laughs> that hurt you guys gonna watch show. twisted metal You gonna Probably. watch Twisted Metal? Oh fuck yeah! Why wouldn't I? Unless like I have to like pay some weird amount for it or something. But I, yeah, I'm sure I it'll be on something I get. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out because why not? So look forward to that, viewers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Switch got an update this week that included support for Bluetooth headphones. Hey. Just came out of nowhere. Version 13. They just flipped the switch that I guess was in the off position of all of our consoles. Uh, and now you can pair Bluetooth headphones to the switch with some obvious Nintendo caveats, such as you can't use the Bluetooth microphone. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. OK, I like I don't you can't make they're a parody of themselves at this point. Crazy, crazy to think that this was also in the system that whole time and it was just a software thing they had to change. They probably intended um, to do it from step one and they're just like, ah, let's hold off for a bit and test it some more. And then they just until what? What long. was so special about this week? 
it's I don't know, man. Nintendo is just like we got nothing going on. We still haven't put skins in for the sh- the menu. Let's just you let's can't just message your friends on your friends list. Uh, to be fair, though, this is now the only console that you can pair a Bluetooth headset to. Yeah, Lineback even says in chat, I like how the Switch will work with my Sony Bluetooth headphones while my PS4 will not because the PS4 has even more restrictions for it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's fucking up somehow, but this is weird. Uh, I tried it. It works super easy. Yeah, like good for that. Um, there were some more restrictions on it as well. I can't remember exactly what they were. It's It's you- like... You can't have more than two controllers, which I'm assuming are the Joy-Cons and... Oh, yeah, because the Joy-Cons use Bluetooth, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, so their use case here is that you are playing the Switch portably with your headphones in and, like, using the Joy-Cons in portable mode or whatever, and not a Bluetooth speaker with, like, four friends trying to have a good time at the park or something. Because that yes. won't work. And that, that would be pretty weird if you got to the park and you brought out your JBL giant subwoofer and like, yo, we're going to play some Mario Kart really yeah. loud, guys. Let's do this. Like, yeah, yeah. who's going to do that? <laughs> and we only brought one switch. So everybody huddle around this speaker um, as it shakes the kickstand off and falls over mid-race. Well, not with oh, that yeah, new right. one. Well, that's yeah. true. Like, who knows? The, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> with the new one, we'll find out. Are you getting one of those, John? Yeah, because my Switch is pretty dinged up. Uh, and I've been having some cartridge read issues, so I'm wondering if it's worth the jump over to the nicer one. Okay, which one did you get? Are you getting the white one? Of course. There's a black one? I don't know. I just like I, the, the way it looks with the, the white bezel. I, I, yeah, I would have gone with the white just because it's different, you know, something new. So I could so I could tell which one of these, if if they were you know put in a police lineup, is the important one. So. Anyways, uh great. This thanks Nintendo. Half half thank you to Nintendo. Um the other half of the thank you is that they are dropping the price of the Switch in Europe. But apparently that was hey. just because of like the trade agreements that came out of uh Brexit and all that shit. Yes, it's basically just kind of keeping up with the times in terms of the value of the uh, money over there. It has nothing to do with the OLED coming out. It is just that. So it's getting a discount in Europe alone. So if you're in Europe, congrats. But you should probably get the OLED anyway. Why would you buy an old Switch at this point? A little big planet. Uh, recently the servers have been getting like bombarded with toxicity and whatnot. So Sony took the servers down and they're just not going to put them back up. What? That's kind of Uh, a bummer. In fact, the only servers that are coming back up are the ones on the PS4 version of little big planet, which from what I understand, a lot of the community is upset about because apparently that game is like really buggy compared to the other ones. But that's what they're doing. I mean, we it's are talking bummer. about PS3 games at this point. But they, I feel like the PS4 version should run better if that's the one you're going to hang on to. I'm more bummed that the toxic assholes got what they wanted. They were able to just like destroy other people's fun. 
but sure uh, that's a good point too yep I'm more confused. What little big planet on PS4 is going to have all the community levels and everything? Well, if you little big planet three, right? No, yeah, there's little big planet three, but is that just it? Is that is it just little big planet three only you can access now online? Correct, the PS4 yeah. version of it. So all those community levels are dead, basically. They're all gone. Yeah. But they talk about uh, we brought back all 10 million plus community levels, and I. There wasn't that good, well, so that many for just three. Yeah, that it's either that right, or it's like... the the previous ones work in three. Oh, maybe. Like they're forward <laughs> compatible. That that would probably would assu- make more sense. I would assume yeah, when they were coming sense. out with Little Big Planet sequels, I have not played every Little Big Planet port that they can access the previous library. Unlike a Mario Maker. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Mario Maker deserved better than it got. Yep. Oh, that's for sure. So if you're a Little Planet content creator, uh, my heart goes out to you. Hopefully they'll fix that PS4 version. I also wouldn't be surprised if enough of a stink was made and Sony reversed course, because that's kind of their theme in 2021. Yeah, so true. Uh, we'll check in on this story in what two weeks yeah uh in more important news apparently there's a shatter remaster being worked yes. on yeah this uh broke my brain because it was i learned about this the same day that uh they announced darkest dungeon 2 early access and i was just like freaking out all day that was a good day um, someone just asked the developer on what looks like reset era. Hey, is there anything to talk about with that shatter remaster? So I guess there was a shatter remaster announced a while back and I have to make my screen bigger because this is a Twitter image. Oh, yeah. I'll just read his response here. So, yes, there is an update. The external team we are working with has basically finished their work on the port. We spun up an internal team about a month ago to handle the remaster aspects of the exercise. That includes reworking the user onboarding, UI, color grading, effects, menu, etc. We are also just looking at whether a 5.1 mix of the soundtrack is viable. Can't talk about platforms, pricing, or release timing as yet, other than to say early next year is the window to keep an ear eye on. Uh, hell Yeah. That's exciting. Yep. Hell yeah. The best video game soundtrack of all time? Getting a remaster? Hell yeah. I thought this game was just going to be forgotten. Yeah. And then guess what? We came out with a Patreon exclusive game of the year episode where I talked about that soundtrack and look what we got. An update on the Shatter remaster. You did it, Sean. It's all because of you. Yep. Yep. So you're welcome, Internet. And, uh, my PayPal is <laughs> that's exciting. I'm going to play the hell out of that. That's yeah. Anyway. Uh, Epic versus Apple came to somewhat of a I don't want to say conclusion because there's already more going on, but the next big tent pull in the events happened at, early in the week. Um, Basically, I'll just read Jason Schreier's tweet here. So Epic lost on just about every count and will have to pay millions 
while Apple now has to let apps use external payment processors, potentially costing them billions. Big win for everyone who is rooting for both companies to lose. Nice. Cool. Um, kind of in layman's terms, the court ruled that Apple is not uh, kind of making a monopoly with this. So everything kind of Epic was arguing about got thrown out. But the one fact that that did change is now in throughout the App Store and games on the App Store and, and, and apps on the App Store, they can now they do not have to go through Apple if they don't want to. They can link out to different payment options like Fortnite had tried doing, which started this whole thing. We're like, hey, if you go over to our website, we'll give you even more V bucks for your bang in the buck because we don't have to pay Apple that 30 percent. Um, so now they're going that's where Apple's going to lose their their billions there curious to see how this plays out long term mm-hmm. and um i mentioned the story is going to continue epic is already like appealing this and trying to double down and go back for more so we'll see what that produces i'm going to assume not much if the first time didn't happen one little kind of fun tidbit because whenever there's an update on the apple versus epic lawsuit we just get a bunch of in, like behind the scenes information over 98% of Apple's in-app purchase revenue comes from games. 98%? Wow. 98%. Think about that. Jesus. Out of every in-app purchase on the App Store, 98% are games. That's an that's an insane number to think about. Yep. All right, and the last one, this was a, uh, this came off breaking news just before the podcast went. Castlevania Advance Collection rated for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch and PC in Taiwan. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, Advance okay. Collection. Oh. Presumably would include Castlevania Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sora. Yeah. Thoughts. Good. Give them more access to those games is great. I wish it was yep. both Advance and DS, but I know that might be asking for too much at this point. Yeah, I always hear like the DS ones are really high regarded. I, I don't hear much about the Advance ones. Uh, most people talk about Aria. They, they love that. Uh, Circle of Moon is fairly well liked, but it's a bit rough, just like Symphony was. And uh, I think the least liked out of the six is usually Harmony of Dissonance, but it's still all right in its own way. Paul, you seemed pretty excited. Thoughts? Yeah, no, this is great. Harmony of Dissonance might be like the least talked about, <laughs> just yeah, in general. It really Nobody is. Ever talks about it. I'm curious though. You, you know, you mentioned the DS ones. How much would you have to rework those to not have the touchscreen stuff? Um, is, it, is it doable? Or are those pretty? Poor I think I think it's really only uh, Dawn of Sorrow that needs any reworking for the touchscreen mechanics. And even then, I think you can mostly move those to buttons. Or like okay. the drawing stuff. Or yeah, because in Dawn of Sorrow, whenever you kill the boss, you had to draw like a little sigil on screen to actually like kill it. You had to sign your name. Well, they, it was usually like I a star. I killed this one. Yeah. <laughs> but like, okay. as far, yeah, I, I, I barely remember Portrait or Ecclesia using that much touchscreen control. I think there was a little, but not much. Yeah, I don't remember either. All right. As long as you didn't have to hold it like a book, because that's pretty no. quarter of the experience. So, no, no book, none of that. 
Well, we'll see what happens. It seems pretty solid. Unlike these release dates, because we're now in the delays section of the podcast, our, our, our new weekly segment. Uh, Battlefield has been delayed a month. Battlefield okay. 2043. Uh, it is now coming out November 19th. Okay. Did you see so, that uh, EA's like stock took a hit when they announced they were going to delay it, and then they it went back up after people realized it wasn't as bad as they thought they were going to announce? No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's weird. I did know. I noticed that it, they delayed it to the Pokemon release date, which is just going to kill them. That was silly. That was a foolish error that they're going to look back on and be like, why did we pick November 19th? I am curious how much overlap there is on those uh, player bases. It's a perfect circle. (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah. Because when you're waiting for the the lobby to load and to get in when you when when you're down and you got to respawn, get break out Pokemon right there. Yeah, just makes too much sense. Uh, and the next uh, delay is Dying Light 2 was a December release. That's been now pushed to next year into February 4th. This is getting funny at this point. <laughs> and Dying that has Light been 2. your weekly delays. Uh, stay tuned next week for more delays. More delays. Probably. Uh, but for now, let's do some questions. If you'd like to send in a question... You can send it to topdownrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. And I'll read this first one from Kevin. He says, what electronic music artist do you recommend? I don't. It's been a while since I was really, like, keeping up with the scene in any way, but I'll always have a spot in my heart for some early justice. Yeah, I didn't mind Woman. That was a, I thought that was a good album from them. Across is still going to be their strongest one, but... Yeah, I, I didn't listen to much after Across the Universe. Uh, yeah, Audio, Video, Disco was kind of eh, but it had some good tracks. But I thought Woman was a fine album, and then they did a remix album recently, which I thought was also good. Uh, I'm blanking on a, a group... Oh, Pendulum, that's what I'm trying to think of. Pendulum uh, is also pretty good. They're they're pseudo drum and bass. Hold Your Color is one of my favorite albums from them. Uh, This is like a cheating answer, but honestly, go to the Monster Cat YouTube channel or their site and you'll just get a ton of options and a lot of smaller groups you might not have heard of. Uh, Start with that. Galantis is always pretty good. Their early stuff is fine. Uh, I'm just like literally skimming through my iTunes right now just trying to think of examples. Like that's already the a remix start. album for the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Is really Daft good. Punk. <laughs> well, the yeah. remixes aren't from Daft Punk. Uh, True, they're, but they're they from did, like they Crystal did the original groups like that. Yeah, um, the soundtrack to Shatter the video game is really good. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, this is I'm to start with. Well, they're not electronic music, but I guess no, technically they are. I guess. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I, most music these days is electronic. It's, it's and genre jumping, yeah. Christopher writes, you are cursed for the next 24 hours with your version of the Midas touch. Instead of turning things to gold when you touch them, what do things turn into and how do you spend the next 24 hours while you're cursed? 
So just that's just things break <laughs> around me from glitches. That's just a normal day for me. So I just yeah. do my normal day. Is that what you're wanting, though? Or are we supposed to pick something? I don't want don't what want? I currently have, but it happens anyway, so I'm just rolling with it. I feel like if we are picking... We're not I would picking. pick something I want. Like it's something that's a, that you would associate with yourself that you don't like. That I don't. Okay so, okay, so I can't say like anything I t- touch turns into a tasty sandwich. So like John's glitch thing is like super obvious and maybe not even worth answering because it's like, yeah, that's life. <laughs> that's what I do. See, but I feel like picking stuff that I do like w- is more interesting. Otherwise, I'm just going to be like, it would <laughs> suck if for 24 hours. Everything I touched turned into fire. <laughs> or, okay he's no, got a worse. point there like i'll just here's some bad things but you know what if everything turned into a tasty sandwich i could do something with that yeah but you could turn your loved yeah. ones into tasty sandwiches so you gotta be careful yeah. no matter what i gotta be careful <laughs> good or bad yeah that's the thing is for the 24 hours you have to be careful regardless you're gonna it's a lot of like hands kind of in your armpits walking around like that or in your pockets or just sitting alone in your room and wait and counting down the minutes. Yeah. Some but, you know, or maybe something. every hour or two. Tummy starts a rumbling. All right. Tasty Phoenix sandwich. Box. You're now a tasty BLT. Oh, I could go Hold for BLT. Tea. This is a BL. Yeah. BL for sure. I'll eat that all day. So, so now I ask you, what would you want to turn it into? Tasty sandwich is real hard to beat. Can I no, just say, say diamonds money. instead of well, yeah. gold? No, that's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't do anything Money's monetary. the obvious one. Yeah. Fuck the tasty sandwich. Unless you have like a good reason to have diamonds because I'm building a diamond palace. <laughs> I think it would be cool to like... <laughs> Everything you touch turns into money, but you can't keep it. So you have to like give it out. It would be neat to just like give okay. out a shitload of money to other people. Like Brewster's fortune or Brewster's millions, basically, in real life. But like unlimited money, yeah. <laughs> that would be neat. People are saying pancakes for me, which gloves. is not a bad idea. Pancakes, bubble tea. Uh I had another good idea. What the hell was it? Video games. It turns into a video game. That'll be the fun thing. Anything like a, at random? That'd yeah, be no, interesting. It'll, it'll turn into a random video game or like it'll turn into a video game about the object it was. Like I'll touch yeah. like my car and my car will turn into a, a, a racing video game. I'll, racing. I'll touch I'll touch the mail, mailbox and it turns into like a mail delivery video game. Stuff like that. Paperboy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a good point in the chat. But what would the sandwiches or I guess anything edible turn back after your powers wear off so did you have just some like mushed I, up no i don't think i don't think that's how that worked in the actual like midas story i think like they stayed gold well i well they also didn't lose the power after 24 hours right mm, true i i would assume so, it's a permanent change otherwise then you would be like all right fuck it i'm just gonna touch literally everything for 24 hours because nothing matters okay but then you could pick bad stuff right if it's gonna like so if so if what if someone dies like you you turn them into fire or into a dead body everything you touch turns into a dead body oh god Jesus can they come Christ. back now i guess you're still changing it into something else unless you said like everything turns into dead peter and then you touch peter now peter's dead 
But if I touch you and you turn into dead Peter, you'll still change back because you're not Peter. I don't know how I feel about this now. Yeah. I don't know how Peter feels about this. Well, he's dead. <laughs> so he can't. That's true. Gutan Clan. About sandwiches. While he thinks about sandwiches, Gutan Clan writes in and says, what's a non-mainstream sport, mainstream in the U.S. anyways, that deserves a modern video game about it released in the U.S. market that either hasn't had one? Uh, polo. Like, riding on a horse. Ooh. I don't think it's a polo video game. Unless you count... No, I don't even think that's in Mar and Sonic, is it? At the Olympics? No, I think it's just, like, dressage. Is okay. It? Like, horse... Dan- no, no, because that's horse dancing. <laughs> it's just horse jumping that's in the that one. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say dressage. <laughs> That's gotta be in like a Barbie horse adventure, right? A, like a dancing mini game with your horse. Maybe. That seems like a like a slam dunk. Okay, so there's, there's water, water polo, polo, but it doesn't look like actual horse yeah. polo. Is <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. Saw those that are one very sig- those are significantly different. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like the like the the first thing that came to mind was like dodgeball, but we have dodgeball games now. And sure. It's like the best sport. I would love like a really deep like capture the flag game, even though that's like a mode in every first person shooter. Okay. Sure. I'm just trying to think how that would work. Like, would you have to be like everyone's like a Spider Man? I don't think there's a polo video game. Wow. It's my chance to corner the market, finally. There's a game I played in gym class in high school that I love called Chookball, and I'm not going to get into the rules of Chookball, but that they should, more should be made with Chookball. I think this is as close as you get. There's Arcade Bike Polo, which is a Flash game on a site or something. Okay. And it's, it's... Instead of horses, they're using motorbikes, and it's Why a top-down perspective. Why not? Uh, uh, so they, I, they should I, make like a Calvin Ball game, where every round the rules change. Like each team gets to pick three rules, so you're kind of building the game each each way. And like the only like rule that's going to stay current is like there's a goal on either side, and you have to get the ball there but then you get to pick what the weird rules are. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, I think this question came up because fantasy sumo is going on right now, and a lot of us have sumo on the brain. So that's my answer. I mean, there, there are sumo video games, though. There's a bunch. They just didn't come there's out over not, here. Yeah, there's not really a good like sim one, though. Like, a really top notch one would be kind of cool it's usually more of a like joke thing you want like a madden sumo 21 yeah something like that yeah be kind of interesting suku suku writes oh no humanity has collectively fallen forgotten the nomenclature of genres platformer you mean like trains what does that have to do with video games that's the kind of response you get (laughs) it must have been a genie or something anyway uh, we can't just not have genre names. 
Um, as inaccurate as they sometimes can be, humans like putting things into neat little boxes. The government has tasked you three to make up new names for all oh, the big no. ones. <laughs> so I'm going to go through the list and we have to come up with a new name. First one, the one where you jump a lot. Jump runner. A jump runner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yep. so that's platformers, obviously, right? Yeah. Sure. All right. Jump runner is pretty good. Okay. This one, I don't know what genre this is. Uh, the one where there's lots of numbers. Puzzle. Oh, that's probably a role playing game. Oh, yeah. It'd be role playing. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's so a role playing game. There's Math lots battle. of numbers. See, that does not scream role playing game to me. It doesn't that really say anything to me. I guess if it was like math comma battle, as in the two things that you're that are going to be in the game, that would work. What do you think, Paul? Do you have one or do you want math, math story? Battle? I'm trying to think maybe of like story battle. Yeah. The one where you shoot a lot. Can we not use the term shooter? like literally why that nomenclature exists shoot time yeah i think we have to do gun something time. like shooty, sh- shooty, shooty, shooty bang bang yeah yeah gun time the one about running around a lot what is that about running around a lot that could be a lot of them to be fair yeah are they thinking of like maybe like an open world game maybe like a the GTA one i thought something? of like I thought he was meaning an endless runner at first, but yeah, it could be an open world game. It could be a walking sim. You do some running around, I guess. Like I don't know. <laughs> okay, well let's let's do open world game, kind of like a GTA okay. or like an Assassin's Creed or something, just to pick one. World Explorer. I think yeah, World Explorer. Can we do it without saying world though? If we're being like mm. stingy on the names. Area Explorer. Area Explorer. Sure. Exploration Adventure. Or you could say yeah. like uh, Intricate Detailed Exploration. Detailed Explorer. The one about being someone else. Okay, this is RPG, right? It, or is this Immersive Sim? I mean... Isn't an actual role-playing game just an immersive sim because you're playing a role? I mean, (laughs) my brain is broken. (laughs) It depends if there. Yeah, this is hard. It depends like if there's RPG mechanics in it. Well, if you're saying this is RPG, then what's the one where there's lots of numbers? I have no idea. Educational game. Okay, so do you have a new one for educational game? Thinky time. Thinky time? I like it, yep. The one about being in charge of a lot of others. This has to be real-time strategy, right? Yeah. Sure. Or turn-based, so just strategy, basically. Okay, sure, so a strategy game. And we can't do thinky time anymore. I'm cheating on this category because Command & Conquer is already kind of a phenomenal name for that genre. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. Command and Conquer. Uh, the one about pattern recognition. This is puzzle game. Yeah, probably that would be puzzle. Yeah, yeah. 
So Thinky Time would have been good, but we can't pick that one anymore. <laughs> Honestly, Thinky Time is probably better for this one than edutainment. Maybe we should change the edutainment to something about teaching or learning. School the game. School game. That's going to sell copies right there. School the game. Well, I mean, edutainment also doesn't sell very many copies when I see that. True. Yeah. Here's the last one. And the one about sports. Mm. And we can't use the word sports. We can't huh? use sports. That's, this is kind of hard. That's actually a tough one. It would have to be something like competitive. What do you call a sport if you can't say sport? What are what are sports? Recreation. So competitive recreation. But recreation is so much broader than sports. Physical recreation, exercise-based recreation, competitive exercise-based recreation. There you I go. Think, I think that's the best you're going to get, yeah. Put it on All the right. box. And while we're at it, a new name for those side-scrolling exploration-y games with an emphasis on finding new abilities to reach Mitch. new areas and all those... Metroidvanias and Souls-like. Okay, so they want a okay. Metroidvania and they want a Souls-like. Castle Troid. Castle Troid? Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's definitely cheating, <laughs> but we'll accept it. Um, I'm with uh, Jacko or Jaco in the chat. That I hate this. <laughs> we need a Souls-like. And then we're, do- and then we're free. But... It- should we put stamina based in the title yeah. there? I'm trying to think of like a way to mix stamina and management, like stamina management or something. Like paced <laughs> combat would be stamina paced based. Combat. Paced combat. That's pretty good. And there's like a picture of a like a jet on the cover, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Every single one of them. Yeah. Of like just like a knight riding a jet. I mean, I would play a lot of Souls likes if they just did that. All right. There we go. All right. Hebrew Lantern Rice. Now that. Pokemon and Battlefield are releasing the same day. Who will win in a battle royale between Pokemon and Battlefield? This is easy. It's Pokemon. There's more of them. So <laughs> there's what? 900 of those. I mean, this so. comes down to what would win a Pokemon or a gun. And I think the majority Probably. of Pokemon would be able to do something or not even be affected by a bullet if it's like a rock Pokemon. I was trying to get like some answers. Has there been any canon where a Pokemon has been shot and died from a gun or something similar? Because like uh, bullets he got brought up, but that just kind of knocks out Pokemon, right? And then they get fixed up afterwards. Yeah. Pokemon die. Pokemon definitely die. Yeah. I don't but have think they been murdered. ever seen a Pokemon like be killed. Right. I think like because like we saw like Charmander's tail almost going out. So so that's one way you could have killed the Charmander. I mean, clearly um, you some Pokemon obviously need oxygen so you could strangle a Pokemon. Right. I guess what I'm getting at is there's still Pokemon and I'm sure there's like moves that they can do where if you read the Pokedex, it says something about how fast like. They move. So steel moving at a speed that is like roughly equivalent to a bullet doesn't kill a lot of Pokemon. It worse. It knocks them down or knocks them out. I think that is just a case of like. The 
they because they're not going to allow a Pokemon to kill another one. Sure. Well, in that case, are we are they going to allow a dude with an AK forty seven or an M four kill a Pokemon? Like, well, that's the thing is so like in the Pokemon <laughs> universe, it won't kill a Pokemon. But, but in this, in battle this Royale, universe, I think it could kill a Pokemon. Okay. I don't know what weaponry is in, like, the new battlefields. Do they have, like, laser rifles or anything like that? Or is it still... Well, it's a mix, well, it's isn't 2042, it? Like, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2043. But they also have That's that portal right. mode where they're bringing, like, old people in and, and new people, and you can, like, have a defibrillator <laughs> battle. Right. Will a defibrillator kill a Pokemon? I would assume some. If it was water type. Like a water type. Oh, yeah. Kill it if you crank it up enough. But okay. that's the thing is, I don't think you're going to be able to get close enough to a Pokemon like, you know, they're, 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 they're like an animal. They're going to have a sense of like, I'm not going near you. Doesn't right. that new Pokemon Arceus game literally have you like fist fight a bear? <laughs> no. <laughs> or is that just what the is that just what like people kept pulling out of the uh what they were seeing in the trailer that was in my fanfic that i shared with oh you. i should have known my bad i got the two confused yeah yeah like at the end of the day you will be able to murder a lot of pokemon with standard guns but there's a bunch that you won't be able to do anything to and as a human all pokemon can kill you yeah yeah that's the thing is eventually you're going to like you're going to shoot at Onyx and nothing's going to happen because it's a bullet in rock. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I get, I'm trying to think like, so what's like the most powerful weapon in like the in battlefield? It's got to be like a rocket launcher, like a right? nuke probably or something yeah. like a perk. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like someone's going to get a hold of that. Is there if there's even one Pokemon that can withstand that? Like, I don't know, a ghost Pokemon. Right. Y- then you lose. And I and there are ghost Pokemon surprise Pokemon wins. Right. I think what we're really learning here is that the Venn diagram for Pokemon and Battlefield fans is a perfect circle. Yeah, I'm very convinced. I am also now convinced. Then Sky says, what is a game that you wish you could play again for the first time in the present day? Chrono Trigger. Oh, yeah. No, Tetris. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Also Chrono Trigger, but yeah, also Tetris. The first time, like, I don't know, Rock Band or like the first Guitar Hero. Yeah, the first Guitar Hero was definitely a treat back in the day. Yeah, I think that was like. Like what this is extremely special to this is so cool. I'd love to revisit Bioshock again, completely not knowing anything about it. That'd be good. Sure. Like, yeah, I, I feel like there's games with the story that I'd love to experience once more, and then that's going to be stuff like Ghost Trick. You know, yeah. I'd love to Asura's Wrath for the first time again, because that's just yep. a good anime at this point. Yeah. Rinku, if you could own three vehicles from games... What would they be? The only limit is one is your daily driver. One is your fun car and one has no limitations. Tank jet, whatever. Go crazy. 
and property damage be damned. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. All right, so that's probably so the daily- Batmobile for me. Is, is, that's your okay. fun one, or that's your no limits? That's just daily no driver. Limits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my fun car is the Batmobile. Which Batmobile are you thinking about? Let's say if, we're, if we're limited to video games, let's say the Arkham Knight version, which can drive up walls and kind of like fly and shit. The, like the glide thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah, it is from games. Okay. That's going to be my, yeah, my my fun car. No limitations. The magic carpet from Aladdin is my no limitations. Okay. That's a good choice. Daily driver. Do you have any, Paul? Uh, I would definitely want, like, my... I would want to drive Metal Gear at some point, like a mech, just a giant mech, stomp okay. around. Oh, I'm saying Gundam then. That's yeah, I don't care. Gundam. That's that's my daily drive is Gundam. Your daily. <laughs> you can, I don't think you you can pick it as the daily drive because that one property damage is okay. In, fine, in, fine. Then it's, then it's my low no limitations then, or it's my fun car. I'm trying to think, what's like a pretty standard car that's not going to be. Like super crazy. Back to the Future car, the DeLorean. Guess. Night Rider, kid from Night Rider. It's just I'm gonna I'm just gonna sit on Robocop's shoulders. Whee! <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I guess just like. A car from like Forza or Gran Turismo as a daily driver. I can't think of very many vehicles that I that are like memorable, really. Turtle van. Yoshi. Yeah, okay. Turtle van the, be the cool. Epoch from Chrono Trigger. The B team van from Burnout. There you go. One of the one of the suits from uh Last Core. That's a good one. The tuxedo from the tuxedo starring Jackie Chan. (laughs) Did they make a game about that? No, I wish. Ah, crap. Is Yoshi a vehicle? I'm going to say yes and say Yoshi would be good for. I think it's only a vehicle if you consider horses a vehicle, which I don't think we do. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I guess I don't drive one. So sure. This is my vehicle, Buttercup. <laughs> he loves peanut butter. All right, Phantom Ages. Ahoy, TDP crew. My question is: What is your favorite mythology? Norse, one hundred percent. Greek. I think I'm more on the Greek side. That's probably just because I know more about it. Yeah, same. Shane writes, favorite fictional sapient species. So like aliens or some kind of fancy fantasy race. Okay, so in Mass Effect, there are. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember their name. <laughs> oh, my God. 
there's a lot from Mass Effect that you could talk about. I'm trying. They're the big, like almost elephant type dudes that have to like say what emotion they're speaking with. They they speak like very literal. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I forget the Elcor. Yes, that's right. Elcor, cool. That reminds me. I think my answer is the neutral species from Futurama. Oh, that's that's tell my wife answer. I said yeah, that's hello. Good. Yeah, that's <laughs> I have no good. strong feelings one way or the other. God, that episode is so good. Um, the 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 planet of the Amazons, another great episode. Man, future I'm I'm going through Futurama again. Futurama rocks. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Whatever Zoidberg's species is, I can never remember. Answer. Yeah. All right, this one's mine now. Oni Metsu writes in and says, at what point does a game become its own identity as opposed to simply a game that is borrowing from other series? Such as how most survival horror games are immediately compared to Resident Evil or Silent Hill. Well, those have the benefit of being like some of the first. The first that got popular. I think it's whenever you have a certain thing, you are the first or best in a certain area that... That's why things get compared to like Resident Evil wasn't the first game of it, like a survival horror, but it is the one people think of uh, all the time because it was the most famous of it and kind of did a lot of things correctly. Same with Mario. It's not the first platformer, but it usually gets like, yeah. oh, that's a Mario style platformer, Sonic yeah. style platformer, etc. So to get its own identity within the genre. It has to do like has a to, new thing or iterate to, enough. Yeah, it has to have something kind of unique about it <clears throat> that is quite memorable. So yeah. then when another thing comes out and cop and is in the genre that leans more heavily towards whatever that new unique attribute is, that's your reference point and not the original reference point. Yeah. Like if a Metroidvania came out, but it was like really gun heavy, I would say, oh, it's like a shadow complex as opposed to, oh, it's like a Castlevania. Or a Met or a Metroid, I guess Metroid is also pretty gun heavy, but yeah. I guess it would depend if they're laser guns or (laughs) if Nolan North is a voice actor, (laughs) right? Uh, anything to add next who's next question yeah it's back to me one press l2p i don't think we heard any opinions uh especially from sean for ted lasso season two so what are your thoughts on it so far we kind of talked about actually the beginning weirdly this time around but yeah what do you think i guess because we weren't doing like weekly kind of things like last time i'm liking it i think i like the first season more but i think season's way better what were you saying the first season's way better i agree I, I I don't think I, I'm feeling that strongly uh, that I would say it's way better, but I, I think I just like the first season way more. And it's hard for me to come to terms of is that just because it was so unique and new that I'm feeling that or do I genuinely like it more? Um, I feel like this one is almost like there's a heavy emphasis on the characters, um, which I think I'm just not digging as much as kind of like the story of the team in the first one. 
I agree with you. There's uh they're focusing there's too many things to focus on right now. I find that they they meander a lot more than I'd like. There's a whole episode that doesn't make any sense why it even exists. Uh the Christmas episode cuz That's such just, a nice episode though. Yeah, but it's not even near they should have released it at Christmas. Is what I'm saying. I mean, well I mean there's no way that would have been possible. It would have been I guess they could have just done like a Christmas special. That's like that would that kind of feels like what that was made to be and maybe they're just like Nobody's going to watch this throat in the season with the rest of them. I don't know. I bet people actually would have. I I feel like luckily that episode feels pretty standalone that you could just watch that like on Christmas. Right. Which is why it's annoying that it's in the middle of like important stuff going on in the season storyline wise. That's I. Yeah, that episode is fine. That what it does to the pacing of the season is made me really kind of upset. (laughs) But um, yeah, overall, I think. The fact that they're focusing on so many things, it kind of takes away a lot of emphasis on a lot of things and puts it on to a lot of things. So, well, it's just it's just a different they're just they, they, they've shifted the perspective a bit. Um, so yeah, you're either you either prefer you prefer one or the other. I'm I'm still looking forward to it each Friday. Yeah, I'm it's really, it. really good. It's just way worse than season one. Season one was very good. Maybe it was just the time that season one hit, though. Also. I, th- I think a lot of it is season one was just so good and it came out of nowhere that that's helping it quite a bit. I kind of don't like waiting every week either. I would have binged this like the first weekend. <laughs> Honestly, I, I do like waiting every week because a lot of TV is happening right now. So it's really nice for me to be like, OK, Thursdays are this show. Friday are these two shows. And then I have Monday to catch up on these ones. So that's working for me. Uh, I don't know who's next. I'll read this last one. BGC Kenny. My friends are considered considering getting cookie run kingdom because of all the attractive cookie people. Have you have you been enticed by a game due to its attractive characters? Have you ever heard of a series called Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball? <laughs> it sucks. <clears throat> I have to look up this game. I need to know what they mean by attractive cookie people. <laughs> Um, I don't think I ever have. Um, it, it's definitely not the reason why I go to not the people like an art style. I really, really like yeah. that has definitely enticed me, but like just boobs doesn't do it really for me. Yeah, I think it would more be like if, if you showed me the characters and it's like, oh, this art style looks cool the way you're showing them, that would that would get me on board. Uh, but it doesn't really matter what the characters look like for sure. Yeah. I guess this is an attractive cookie character. I'm going to okay. look this up too. Is this is what I'm looking up PG. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is the one I look got right away. You're just saying like, this is the most right. attractive cookie person you've ever seen. Uh, I mean, maybe <laughs> that would be a pretty short list just in general. Don't, don't let yeah, my cookie sure. wife hear me say that. <laughs> OK. These are definitely some of the most detailed cookies I've ever seen, in, at least especially when it comes to gingerbread men and women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one looks like a cowboy. Yeah, they're there. cute. I don't understand. Is it just another gotcha game? I'm guessing. 
I don't remember if it's even a gotcha game or not. I guess it, I think runner? it is because I see like some gems there, but I believe it is a runner. It is a free to play RPG and city builder hybrid released by Dev Sisters. Oh, never mind. Apparently, it was re- released this year. Uh, pretty high, like ratings on different things. Yeah, I've never seen this before in my life. I've, never I've heard, heard of, of it, this. but never played it. Hmm. But yeah, All like right, games. Well, games commonly, like especially mobile games, play off of that. Like, here's attractive character. Yeah, that that's yeah. literally like waifu gacha games. Is literally that's what that whole genre is based off of. Totally. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, that's going to do it for questions. If you want to send in a question for next week, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What's your game of the week? I guess Deathloop for me. I'll give it to Iki Island DLC because I think Psychonauts will take next week's. And mine is Tale of Arise. Um, if you're listening to this, go vote on the current Patreon poll for October's game. Uh, it's a weird list of games this month for sure. Might have to look some of them up and educate yourself yeah, on what they you are. I don't know what the game them... is. Maybe look up a trailer. Um, and stay tuned. Next week, I think, is going to be our Super Mario Bros. episode. I thought we said TV we couldn't Plus. do next week. No, the week uh, after. We can't do two oh, weeks after. from now. Oh, okay. So hopefully we're going to do it next week, but we will confirm that offline. Um, until then, we will see you guys later. Bye, buddy. Bye.